Well, what a blessing, you guys. Sure, wonderful to be here again, see all the beautiful faces and be able to spend time with the saints. What a blessing. I know our prayers are with Ron and Rachel and the whole team down there, so I haven't had much of an update. Fred, have you heard how things are going down there? Good. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I know that's what carries those meetings because I know it's draining, especially you know everything that goes into it. It can be really draining. So um, prayer is what makes that difference. So let's pray. God, we just thank you this morning. God, that you are that supply. God, every day. God, you provided the bread, the water. God, in the wilderness. God, when it was impossible to live. God, you made a way to live. And God, you're still that same God today. We are here, God, just to receive that um, supply that you have for us, God. We are coming with expectation because we know you're that faithful Father that continues to lead us down this path successfully because you accomplished it for us, God. And so we are just here to offer ourselves up to you again this morning. God, we thank you and we praise you for this time, God. We are just giving it to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, it seems like fall is starting to settle in over the Midwest, so we are, I think, mostly rejoicing about that. I think there's pros and cons with every season, it seems like. There's always something to rejoice about, and then something to be like, eh, I'd rather not. So, I was thinking this morning, if I had a job that was inside, then I don't think I would have much bad to say about the cold. But... <laughs> But as the cold settle ends, I can tell you that in our work truck, the pile of clothes begins to grow in the back seat. So, because as it gets colder, you've got to be ready to throw on layer after layer just to be able to keep moving. So, but we're thankful for the work, anyways. We usually get to work all winter long, anyways, and just push through. Try to do some stuff inside, but when you're out there, you're out there. So, but Fall's nice. It's the perfect medium. So hopefully it sticks around for at least a little while. <laughs> but, but we're really thankful. Thankful that God's been so faithful to us. Over and over again, you guys, we were able to lean on Him. And you guys, He's He's that supply. And you, can't, you can't go wrong trusting in God. You can't go wrong standing on His Word. He gives you a scripture. And it doesn't matter what it looks like around you. It doesn't matter how it feels that day. If he gives you a scripture, it's yours, and no matter what Satan says, doesn't matter what the devil throws against you, the Bible is still the Bible, and it's his word, and he gave it to each one of us. So, so we could go anywhere, right, this morning, and we could be blessed because it's all about the victory that Jesus accomplished for us, because he was thinking of us, right? So with the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. And that's you and me, right? Because he knew that we were going to need that supply. And so that was his focus. And you guys, we live in a hurting world. And it uh, seems like news article after news article is coming out, you guys, about the things going on in this world that Jesus said would come on the world, right? He already told us these things were coming. And he's still God, right? And he's still in control. He still knows what he's doing. And it's a blessing to be able to trust Him because I don't know how you'd be able to live in this earth right now without Him. So, so 
so we're thankful that he's here with us this morning. I'm, let's go to Mark chapter 10. We're blessed. We're encouraged by what God's doing. He He keeps just taking us along day by day, right? And it's it's um, we're not always sure exactly what He's doing, but then we can look back and see, wow, He knew exactly what He was doing, and He got there just in time and got us right where we needed to be just in time. So it's building faith and confidence in Him. So I was reading down through here. This morning, actually, and um, it made me think of Olivia because when we're watching a movie sometimes, right in the middle of the movie, Olivia asks, so who do you think I should be in this movie? And it's amazing because it doesn't matter what kind of movie it is, she's always going to find somebody that she gets to be in that movie. So, And she applies herself to that person, and that's who she is. And, she, and from that point on, then she is that character. And... Um, goes through the things that character goes through and it's a big decision and uh but uh we do that reading the word of god too it's who do who do i want to be in this story right who do i want to who do who do i want to be the person you know you can read some of the things some people go through and be like i'd rather not be that character in the story right i'd rather i'd rather be this person and you guys we do that in the word of god and we can actually pray along those lines i want to be like that. I want to be able to walk like that. I want to be able to have faith like that, right? And so we do the same things reading through the Bible. And uh, so we're going to read down through here. We're going to start in verse 17 about the rich young man and then go on to uh, what God's talking about after that. So it says in verse 17 in chapter 10, it says, And when he was gone forth into the way, there came one running and kneeled to him and asked, Good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? There is none good but one, that is God. And you know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Defraud not. Honor your father and mother. You guys, and we've read these. You guys, and this is common ground for us. And it's um, it's a blessing to go over these things because it says that he's running, right? And he his, his goal is to please God, right? His goal was to find that answer on what it is that, you know, he could suddenly feel confident that he was doing a good job, right? And I love it that Jesus says, why do you call me good? There's none good but the Father. You know, and so first off, what he's saying is, where where does our goodness come from? Where does our supply come from? Where are our eyes set on? Where everything's going to be accomplished from is not, not from anything that you're looking at. His confidence is in God. And that's where he wants this man's confidence to be too. And and so he starts going down these lists of the Ten Commandments, right? And so he says, I've all these I've observed from my youth. And he says, but Jesus beholding him, beholding loved him, and said to him, One thing you lack, go your way, sell whatever you have, and give to the poor, and you shall have treasure in heaven, and come, take up the cross and follow me. And he was sad at the saying, and went away grieved, for he had great possession. So God understood where his confidence really was, you guys, and um, the riches that this man's confidence was in, that he wasn't 
he went away grieved because his confidence wasn't actually in God, right? It was in the fact that he had great possessions and he couldn't imagine life without those things that he felt so secure in, you guys. And it can be riches, but, I mean, it can be anything, right, that we can um, find confidence in besides God, right? And besides one thing you lack, just come follow me and and let me deal with you on that basis on anything that I say, I'll take that. You give to him. But this man went away grieved because he couldn't imagine giving away those things that he felt such confidence in. So it could be anything that this man is finding confidence in besides um, trusting in God, right? So that's, you know, we wouldn't want to be that person, right? I wouldn't want to be that character in in the story that's like uh, walk away grieved because their confidence is in something besides God, right? And so in verse 23 then he says, How hardly shall they have riches enter into the kingdom of God. And the disciples were astonished at his words. But Jesus answered again and said to them, Children, how hard it is for them to trust in riches to enter into the kingdom of God. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. So they were astonished out of measure, saying among themselves, Who can be saved? You guys. And so um, Jesus starts dealing with them and teaching them. And he says, With men is impossible, but God, with God, all things are possible, you guys. And so that's where the difference lies. Then, is with men, it is impossible. If, if we're confident in ourselves, with with our abilities, with our strength, it's impossible. But it says, with God, all things are possible. And Peter said to him, Lo, we have left all and have followed you. And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, there is no man that has left house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands or for my sake and the Gospels. But he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time, houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands, with persecutions and in the world to come eternal life. Many that are first shall be last in the last verse. So you guys, we're reading a lot through here, but all of it is just dealing with the fact that with men it is impossible, right? And with God, nothing is impossible. We can't be saved by our strength. We can't be saved with the fact that even we have followed all the commandments to a T, right? Besides the one, he still had confidence in his, in his ability and in his confidence in his staff. And so I wanted to read all that just to lay the foundation on what God starts talking about here with John and James. So, um, but um, when with man... It is impossible with God. All things are possible. I think that that's just the perfect foundation for everything that we go through in life, right? Because yeah. the devil will come at us with all sorts of stuff, talking to us about our abilities and our strengths and what it is that we always seem to get wrong, you know, and it's always focused on what it is that we're accomplishing. And what God's saying here is that if it was up to us, if it was up to our abilities, it would be impossible, you guys. And so, you know, it's easy to look at some people and be like, you know, their lives seem so blessed and it seems like their lives are easy and like they don't go through anything difficult. And, you know, I feel like I'm always burdened all the time and always going through difficult stuff. But what God's saying here is that it doesn't matter what somebody's going through or not going through with man, it's impossible. But with God, nothing is impossible. And and so that can be ours. We can take that and apply it to our lives. And then when the devil comes to us and talks to us about us, it's like, well, if it was up to us, if it was up to our abilities, it would be impossible. You're right. But 
with God, nothing's impossible. So, kind of changes gears here. It says, and they were going up to Jerusalem, and Jesus went before them, and they were amazed, and as they followed, they were afraid, and they took again the twelve and began to tell them what they what things should happen to him, saying, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man shall be delivered to the chief priests, to the scribes, and they shall condemn him to death, and shall deliver him to the Gentiles. They shall mock him, and shall scourge him, and shall spit upon him, and shall kill him, and the third day he shall rise again. So they're heading up to Jerusalem, and he starts talking to them, you guys, because because these are his friends, right? And because he's having this fellowship with them, you guys, and... um. You know, he loves these men, and he wants them to know beforehand what's coming. Even though he knows that he's going to be left all alone, he's still talking with them on this stuff. And just beforehand, he's like telling them, "You guys, I'm going to go up, and I'm going to be delivered." And he knew that they didn't quite really understand. He knew that they quite weren't up to speed on what God was actually doing, because right after that, James and John. Say, Master, we would that you should do for us whatever we shall desire. And it's like, you know, I just told you what I'm about to go through. <laughs> you know, it's not exactly what you want to hear from your friends. Is Jesus, we need something from you. <laughs> you know, it's like we're, we want to be, um, we want something from you. And so he said, what is it that I should do for you? And they said, grant to us that we may sit one on your right hand and the other on your left hand in your glory. So we want the highest position. You know, when when we get to where we're going, we want to be on your right and on your left. So not exactly what you want to hear from the men that you're going to be leaving to be leaders of the church, right, when you <laughs> are going through what you're about to go through. But but uh, it doesn't affect him at all. It doesn't bother him at all. He says, you, you know not what you ask. Can you drink of the cup that I drink of and be baptized with the baptism that I baptized with? And they said, we can. And you guys, that is an amazing question that he asked. Can you be baptized? With the baptism I'm about to be baptized with, can you drink of the cup? Do you really want to go through what you're saying you want to go through to be with me in this place? And they said, we can. And what did he say? He said, you shall indeed drink of that cup that I drink of. And with the baptism I'm baptized with, with all shall you be baptized. But to sit on my right hand and on my left hand is not mine to give, but it shall be given to them for whom it is prepared. So, you guys, God deals with us on that basis. When we, you know, some days, you know, when He's asking, can you be, can you drink of this cup and can you be baptized with the baptism I'm being baptized with? Some days, you know, you're going through things and it feels like you're succeeding at them, right? It feels like things are going well and like you're you're giving the right answers to the right questions and, and things are blessed and you feel encouraged and strengthened. In those days, you feel like, yeah, maybe I could go through something difficult and come through on the other side victorious, you guys. And then there are other days where you feel down in the dumps, right? Where things don't seem to be going well at all. And it's like, I'm not sure if I could or not. I, I'm beginning to question whether or not this is going to all work out okay, you guys. And... And we go through highs, and we go through lows. We go through mountains, and we go through valleys. And when we're on the mountains, it feels like I could go through anything. And then we go through times, and it's like, I'm not sure if this is all working out. I'm not sure if I'm in the right place. I'm not sure if things are going exactly as they should or if God's still in control. You guys, all those things we go through, and it's like, I, I thought I could. 
they said, we can. And Jesus said, you shall. And you guys, they he's just talking about what he's going to go through. And they're like, we want to be first. We want to be up there for everybody to see. You know, we want to be right there, right and left hand. We want to be top of the line, you know, the best of the best, right? And he says, you shall. You shall go through what I'm going to go through. He saw the finish line, right? He saw the end result. And, and it didn't matter that they still had a journey to walk to get to that place, right? It didn't matter. It's not looking at that journey and... He's not wondering if it's all going to work out. He's confident in the fact that you shall. You guys, and we go through times when it's like, I'm, I think I could go through something and be victorious, or I think, I, I, I think, or maybe I don't think, and Jesus is saying, you shall. You shall be victorious. You shall be exactly what I ordained you to be. You're predestined to be conformed to his image, right? That's what he says in Romans. You, you have this pathway. And... The the rich man, right, that we read about first, his confidence was where? It was in his riches, right? It was in what he had. That's earthly stuff, right? Yeah. That hinders our relationship with God, right? But but that's not what he's talking about here at all. These men were going to go through a lot of stuff, you guys. And it says that when Jesus was captured by those Pharisees, when they captured him, right, they they brought him away. It says that everybody fled, right? Everybody abandoned him and he was left all alone, right? Jesus knew that, but he still said, you shall drink of that cup. You shall be baptized with the baptism that I'm baptized with. And he's saying the same thing about his church, you guys, and the people that are wanting to go on with him. He's saying, you shall. You shall be victorious, not because... We have any confidence in ourselves or any ability in ourselves because this is the kind of God that we serve. He is victorious. And He won the battle so that we could go through things and come through on the other side victorious as well. And so, you know, some days do feel like, you know, things are going well and I'm encouraged and I'm strengthened and I feel like nothing could stop me. And then some days feel like the opposite of that, right? But in... And all of it, God, God deals with us on this basis is you shall be victorious because of my victory that I won for you. So he carries us, you guys. He carries us through when we stand on this word and, and hope in what he accomplished for us, you guys. And, and he won't ever come short on his promises. He won't ever come short on his ability when we lay ourselves at his feet and stand on his word, you guys, nothing is impossible with God, right? And with man, it is impossible. The things that these men went through would be impossible for man to go through, you guys. And that's what affects our relationship with God is when we know we can't make it on our own. When we know we're going through something and we come to him with that heart as, I know I can't get through this. I need you to come through for me. Every time his word is, you shall, you shall be victorious. You shall go through this successfully, you guys. And so, um, he he carries us that way, you guys. And um, you know, many times, you guys, I when I was growing up in my relationship with God, I remember going through playing soccer and. If I won the soccer game, it meant God was happy with me. If I lost the soccer game, it meant He was upset with me. And and 
that's childish thinking. I was I was young and I didn't really know anything about a relationship with God. I knew He was real, and so if things were going good, like winning a soccer game, that must mean that I'm doing well, right? And if I lost, I must have done something wrong, and therefore I've lost a soccer game, you guys. And you can understand how tormenting that kind of stuff is, but that is honestly where my relationship with God stood at that time, guys. But God understands that we're going to go through things that feel like victories, and we're going to go through things that feel like defeat. But soccer games, you know, I mean, soccer is soccer. You're just there out having fun, right? But God knew he was going to have to change my relationship on a little more stronger foundation, whether or not things go good one day, that means God's happy with you, and then things don't necessarily go your way, so God's upset with you. you guys, I've come and talked to Ron. And I felt like I've just done the worst things possible, you know, and gone, you know, made the worst decisions and have messed everything up. And it's like you deal with them and he's like, you're doing great. Things are going well. Yeah, you're doing a good job, you know, and it's like you're looking at something that I'm not looking at. You know, you're looking at it from an angle that I can't necessarily see, you guys. And that's why Jesus said, he that has ears, let him hear. You know, we want to see with his eyes and we want to hear with his ears because He's looking at the situation and saying, yeah, you're right. You are going to go through it successfully. Not necessarily with the same confidence that you have right now. It seems like you're pretty confident that you're able to accomplish this. You're going to go through it successfully, but you're going to learn that trusting in me all the way through to the end is going to be the only way through. And he understood that, and he was blessed that they wanted to go with him to the very end, right? These are the men that laid everything down. These are the men that laid everything behind him and run and followed him. And, and he's blessed to have them there, and he understands there's going to be a journey to get him to that place. But he's just blessed to have them there, you guys, and he's not afraid of the journey. I get afraid of the journey sometimes. I get afraid of from here to there. Sometimes I feel like, you know, it seems like shaky ground. And he's saying shaky ground uh, is for the rich young ruler. Right? Shaky ground is when you're trusting in your finances, right? If you're trusting in your abilities, if you're trusting in anything in the world, that is shaky ground. But Jesus said he was going to shake the things that could be shaken and the things that couldn't be shaken would remain. And so I believe that's what he's doing in all of us all the time, right? Is the things that we're holding on to, feeling like this is my security, he takes it away. And it's like, okay, we have to come back to him because those things that I trusted in... uh, they're, they're not there right now. And so he he does that to us. But all of it, you guys, is to build us on that foundation that we can never have confidence in ourselves. With man, yes, it's impossible. But with God, nothing is impossible, you guys. And so oh, let's go to First Timothy chapter... Chapter 1. Paul's laying a foundation for Timothy on, uh, on the churches that he's dealing with. And he's a love when he says, you know, don't let anybody look down on your youth, but rather in speech, conduct, love, faith, and purity, all those things. Show yourself an example. And um, he, you know, Timothy, um, 
he calls him his own son in the faith, right? And and walks exactly as he would have walked everywhere he goes. Timothy, he he might be young, but he's going to walk exactly how um, I walked, and he's going to treat you just like I treated you. And you guys, that's I want to be that character, right? I want to be that character in the story where it's like that. I want that to be me. God, do that in me. I want to be exactly what you would have me be in every circumstance. And and sometimes he um, deals with me on things that could have been different, right? And it's a loving father correcting me on things, but all of it, you guys, is to get me towards that goal. I believe when we pray along with God, bring me to that conclusion. That's what his part is, you guys. And and yet, all through it, he's not looking at the failures and wondering if this is all going to work out. He's not looking at the shortcomings, right, that I look at sometimes. He's not looking at those things. He's saying, you shall. You shall be victorious because oh, your confidence is in me, you guys. That's who I want to be. Just like um, what Paul's saying to Timothy. And, and he's saying here in verse 15 of chapter 1, he says, This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. So this is a faithful saying. This is something you can always be confident in is that we are sinners and God's a great Savior, right? And, um, and that's what uh, the writer of uh, that song, Amazing Grace, would always say, right, is that I'm a great sinner and Christ is a great Savior, right? And and Paul understood that um, the things that he had done against the church, he he needed saved for, right? And so he says, how be it for this cause I obtain mercy that in, in me first Jesus Christ might show forth all longsuffering for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to life everlasting. So he says, I'm an example for people that wonder if God can save me, right? If God can still um, uh, save me and wash me clean. He's saying, I obtain mercy that I might show forth God's long suffering. That when we believe on him, we're going to come to life everlasting because of the fact that he's a great savior, right? We are great sinners, but Christ, he's a great savior. And so he says, Now, to the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. So how is this all going to work out, you guys? How is he going to accomplish what he accomplishes? It's because of this. He's the king, right? He's the king. Kings are the ones in authority, right? The kings are the ones that have... Uh, the last say on every matter, you guys. And so, to the King, eternal. He's eternal. He's not. He didn't start and he doesn't finish, you guys. He didn't come in and and is leaving. He he always was. So to the King, eternal, immortal. And you guys, immortal. Every time I see the word immortal, it takes me back to First Corinthians chapter 15, right? This mortal must put on immortality, right? This corruption has to put on incorruption. And you guys. Only he can accomplish that, but that's where my confidence is, is the fact that he did that in himself, right? Because he emptied himself, right? And being found in the fashion of a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death. And so he did that in himself so that he could do that in us, right? It's that same victory he could do in us. So he's immortal and um, in, invisible, the only wise God, the honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. So that's where our confidence lies and that's who we want to receive all the glory and honor. In the end, you guys, when we are all victoriously standing on that uh, 
that place that He's given us to stand on. What are we going to be able to do but be like, I, I, I don't know how I got here besides the fact that God remained faithful through it all, right? I don't know how I got here, but God did what only He could do every time. And every time I needed Him, He was there. And so to Him be honor and glory, you guys. And so, you know, I can tell you back in the day when my confidence was whether or not I was running a soccer game or not, I was giving honor and glory because I knew I was supposed to, Right? You go to church, and that's what you're supposed to do, is give honor and glory to God. But then you start going through things. You start seeing God's victory won in your life, and you see Him be faithful even through the difficulties, and you see Him win battles that you knew you couldn't win on your own. And what rises up inside of you is nothing but this kind of praise and glory. Let all honor and glory and praise be to God, because I knew I couldn't make it. And He got me there successfully. I knew that if it was up to me, it would have been impossible. But... He came through for us anyways, you guys. And so I I love that verse because it just deals with He's the immortal, He's the invisible, He's the, he's the only wise God. And so to Him be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. So you guys, praise and glory and honor, it comes from a walk with Him where we see Him do what only He can do, you guys. And so whether or not it feels like a victorious day or a day where it's like, you know, I'm not sure if this is all going to work out. In those days and in those days, He's the only wise God. And so our eyes are on Him this morning, and we want Him to receive all the praise and all the glory. And we're confident that just like He saw James and John, He looked at them and He said, you're right. You shall. You, yeah. Your confidence right now, you know, of course we can go through that, Jesus. Look at us. You know, we can do anything. He's looking at me. He's like, you are. You are going to drink this cup, and you are going to be baptized with the same baptism because, because you're going to find out how faithful I am. You're going to find out how my abilities are never ending, and you're going to come through this successful, you guys. And we know James and John's story. They both ended up different, right? James was one of the first ones to go. John ended up on the Isle of Patmos, you guys. But in each case, they both drank that cup, you guys. And they both were baptized in that baptism. You guys, I want to be one of the characters in that story. I want to be one of those people. You know, that Jesus is just can say, you drank that cup and you were baptized with that baptism, you guys. And so I say that to you guys. And then right in the middle of it, it's like, no way, no way, Jose. You know, it's like this isn't exactly what I signed up for, you guys. And then... And then you come through it, right? And it's like, absolutely, you know? It's like, that was amazing. How did he do that? I don't know how he did that, but he did it. And then and then what rises up inside you is, wow, all praise, honor, and glory be to the King, immortal, invisible, the only wise God. And it's not because I know I'm supposed to. It's because that's what's there. It's just there. And it's not something that is up here like thinking, you know, you're supposed to praise God today. It's like you just... You just go and sit in His presence, and and that's what rises up inside as well. All praise, honor, and glory be to God today because I have got now not a head knowledge about how I'm supposed to serve God or whether or not I won soccer game tonight or not. It's because He's God, and I've seen Him be God, and I've 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 I've, I've experienced Him be God. You guys, and I'm not saying that I'm a finished product up here. Of course not, you guys, and we are all going down this journey successfully because He is that kind of a God. And He is doing that work in each one of us, you guys, and, and He's shaping and making us into 
each one a lively stone, right? So we can be that single temple, right? For the that single man rise up, man Christ Jesus. So we all want to be a part of that. We all want to be in that story. And that's how you get there is that's what he's saying is that's how you get there. It's just by not being like the rich young ruler, you guys we've heard Ron say over and over again, it's possible. That man is the one that was hanging up on the cross next to Jesus, right? That defended him and said, this man's done nothing wrong. It's possible that that's that man and that he made it. That was very possible. And God wasn't done with that man, but he loved him and he cared for him. But he told him the truth and said, your confidence is going to have to be in me. It's not going to be able to be in your finances or, or anything on this earth, you guys. And we get that. And God's bringing us through those things that show us you're right. I I tried trusting in me and I came up short, and then I trusted in you, and and it's worked out magnificently. You guys, so we're thankful. You guys, we're thankful that He's that God. He's and and that praise. You guys, we get to just join together in that this morning. All praise, honor, and glory be to the King. So let's pray. God, we just thank you, God, this morning. God, for your faithfulness, God, that with man, it's impossible, God. It's, it, we want our confidence. We want all our praise, all our confidence just to be in you and to you this morning, God. So just have your way in our thinking, man, in our emotional, man, God, in the inside of us, all the way to the outside, God. We want you to have your perfect sway in us today, God. Just bless this service. God, just touch the songs, touch the word, God, as only you can. And we just thank you in advance, God, for what you do and how you do it, God. Confidence is in you, God. Just touch Ron and Rachel this morning, God, Celine and Karina and the whole team down there, God. We pray, God, give them that strength, God, the supply, God, and the and the word and the boldness to speak as they ought to speak, God, and to and to um, be exactly what you want to be in that place. We thank you for all these things, God, and we do just join together this morning. God, all praise, glory, and honor be to you this morning. We just thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, I got you out of here a little early. So go relax for a little bit. So About ten minutes, I think. So. Lord bless.